What's up, guys? Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm on the road right now, so we're not doing any shout-outs this week, but I'll catch up on it next week. If you guys want to comment, you can go on my YouTube, which is, uh, you're already here if you're listening to this or watching this, but uh, leave a comment on the YouTube for this podcast, or go on Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. I will very quickly tell you guys, i got to keep my voice down because I'm at home. Uh, I've got five shows coming up, three in October, The Comedy Chateau, Flappers Comedy Club, and Friendship Buddies. Uh, three great shows. You can find all tickets to that on my website, erichelwig.com. And then in December, I am headlining The Cellar Door on December 17th. You can't get tickets to that yet because they're not available, but you can RSVP on my Bands in Town which is on my website, erichelwick.com. So do that. And if you haven't yet, leave me one of those uh, comments on YouTube or on Apple Podcasts with a five-star review. Thanks so much. I hope I didn't wake anybody up in the house. Let's start the show. Girl, we're about to go somewhere out now. Time's to rise and elevation starts to drop down. A little secret, don't kiss and tell you're so bad. I'll probably see you in hell. Welcome to hell, baby. This is Podcast Hell. Yeah, we, we're having a good talk. Yeah. You gotta, get, you gotta get the family stuff out before the pod starts. So Always. Yeah. Otherwise, it's gonna be the whole podcast is gonna be about family. Well, I, look, I spent the whole day with Dad, and as I was leaving... I was like, he was like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to go do a podcast with Christian that you're going to listen to and then passive aggressively bring up to me in three months where you go, oh, what's so your childhood wasn't so easy, huh? <laughs> Which is what he did the last time we did a pod. Yeah, he, he listened to every minute of it. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah. He quoted me a couple of times. Did you mean this when you said this? Yeah, it's like, it's a comedy podcast and we meant every word. Yeah. <laughs> I did. And we took it easy on you. <laughs> Oh, uh, anyway, what's up, Dad? Yeah, for following up from the former podcast, our sisters chiming in on some of the things we discussed was pretty funny for me. Did they chime in? Yeah, I remember we found out a couple of things about. Oh the, yeah, <laughs> the they did chime. They did chime a little Starship bit. Starship Troopers. Are we allowed to talk about that? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, we already did. Can we say what's happening? Maybe this week. Oh, uh, Can we say yeah, that absolutely. Someone's having a baby. Yes, and it could be us. It's twenty twenty three. You don't know. <laughs> Uh, so somebody's having a baby in the yes, family. Yeah, that's baby, exciting. Baby sisters having a baby. Baby sister, the baby's having a baby. Yeah, it's 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 a little crazy. Have you cried? I have not. I cried. That is going to make I, her very happy to know that I cried uh, eating Mexican food at Plaza Azteca with mom on Saturday. Okay. When mom mom was like getting emotional talking you about landed, it. you you were hungry. You know, I was hungry. Yeah, I was. I was. I was walking into Plaza Azteca, which is an old college memory right and i was just like i don't know i was in the mood for a little little teary little teary enchilada where action. is this plaza tech is in leesburg interesting oh okay gotcha gotcha i know exactly I, what what yeah i didn't realize that so this is like this chain used to be in newport news it was like a shitty little restaurant across the street from my dorm and i think it like blew up into a more popular thing because now they're like all over the place i think it's a i think it's big in virginia like you I think so. You don't see him across the river here in Maryland. No. But I definitely remember him from seeing you, visiting you guys. Of course, didn't attend the university, but... You did not attend the university. No, I did not. Is that, I'll just knock this off. That's all right. It's going to kill... If, if I cut a clip and, this is, and the thing is gone, but then it's there later on, people will know that the clips aren't chronological. Oh, well. I don't give a shit. Um... 
Yeah, you did not go to CNU. Did you want to go to CNU or no? Yes, I did. Did you apply? I did. You didn't get in? I did not get in. Is this fun? <laughs> yeah. You had a good time? So, uh, it Thanks was for coming on? Three out of four. <laughs> three out of four. <laughs> so Shepard was the one. Yeah, Shepard was the one that yeah. I got into, so decided to go there. Man, West Virginia is fun, though. What like I don't know like every uh, this got its bad parts obviously yeah which is like ninety eight percent of it yeah but then like the part where you get drunk a lot and Great like time. when you beat Pittsburgh in the backyard brawl that part <laughs> looks fun and you all get to sing yeah I mean I I, I had a different college experience I uh, I played college sports so playing soccer in college training traveling. All of my best friends were on the soccer team, right? And yeah. a lot of the girls we hung out with were on the, you know, female soccer team. We shared, so- you know, practice fields. And so it was a little bit different. But at the same time, I had a great time in Shepherd. West Virginia was great. I'm an outdoorsy person. So, you know, going hiking and kayaking and, you know, fishing when I wanted to was super yeah. easy. We had a view of the Potomac River from the dorms. It was awesome. But... I think the best part about my college experience was being friends with upperclassmen on the soccer team, guys like Chad Vargo and Oh, you're going first last. Yeah, my name is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't mind, but you know, if Chad listens to this, he knows, you know, Chad was uh, you know, upperclassman to me and right. you know, just had a great time being kind of brought into the campus as, you know, what I would describe as a little bit of a bigger fish in a small pond. So I absolutely loved it. It was great. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of bar fights. A lot, of, a lot of racism being uh, like the top Division two program in football that brought in a lot of, you know, black kids. And then being in, you know, West Virginia, going out to bars with some rednecks out. It and it was always, like, always caused problems. It's, and what year is this? This was, would have been 2009, 2010, 2011. Yeah. yeah. post-Obama. Yeah, well. Yeah, Obama's 08. Yeah, but he he was in office in 08. You're saying yeah. post or during? Well, po- well no, po- you're, you're a post-election. Wait, that's a weird way of saying it. Well, I thought it was it's Bo- like, it's the Obama era yeah, is the, what it was. It's Obama era. You yeah, said right. post-Obama like he had po- come and gone. You're right. It's post-Obama elected <laughs> no, first time. Get out of but here. But it's beginning of Obama. Okay, I fucked up. It's Are you the, happy? The, it was the Obama I, I, era. I, I, for some reason, I had Obama further back in my mind. Right. Yeah, and then I had a weird experience too. I can't believe I'm even bringing this up, but it shot up in my head where uh, Dad had called me and was like, "Turn on your radio." It was my birthday. I'd just seen him. It was like we all got dinner in Frederick because it was kind of easy for Dad to get up there and yeah. Mom and Anna and Stephanie actually came. Stephanie's out of college, living in Frederick. Anna was home, and um, Dad calls me after dinner. I think he's like, "Oh, I forgot something," and basically. 20 minutes before anything was on the news, dad had gotten some kind of call from a buddy that he'd worked with the Pentagon. And it was the day we found out Osama Bin Laden had been killed. Oh, you knew before? It, it was my birthday. It was May oh, 1st. Yeah. Two, I want to say May 1st, 2011. Yeah, that sounds about right. 2011. And then, and then, we can fact check that. But I'm, I'm May 1st, 2011, Osama Bin Laden um, was killed. And me and my buddies, I had gotten that call from dad. I hadn't heard anything on the radio the last 20-minute drive back to Shepherd. I get to my buddy's apartment. I'm like, guys, something big's happened. My dad just told me Osama Bin Laden has been killed. They're like, what? We turn on the news, nothing, nothing. All of a sudden, big red line on the bottom of the yeah. news bar pops up with Simon Laden has been captured and it's killed. Bin Laden takes the L. We jumped in the car went to Washington, D.C. And you guys got Went straight to the White House. Got a little drunk. We got drunk right in front of the White House. <laughs> Not even kidding. Yeah. Thousands of people. Yeah, I, you were on the news. 
Yeah. In a, that group of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had like, I was very, this was when I was in New York and I was, I was living in New York and I was a little, I was like, you know, violence is not the answer. And so we were watching Obama or Osama get killed, like the news. And I'm with like my friends and they show the crowd celebrating. And I was like, look at these, look at these jokers celebrating outside the White House. This is, this is nothing to celebrate. This is a somber event. And then you called me. You're like, like, you're like, I'm down here, bro. Dude, I just got hit with a beer. I remember just turning to like my like liberal roommates being like, my brother's getting drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I was a little jealous. I was like, it does look like I'll say this. I felt patriotic. Uh, It was really cool because. Like every hour on the hour, and I mean the moment it ticked nine o'clock, ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, you would see somebody stand up on top of the White House and salute the crowd. It was a sniper standing up and coming out of the shadows and salute, and salute the crowd. The crowd would go nuts, and then they would disappear. You just would oh, see them wow. just vanish because yeah. they have all these lights in a certain way that, like, once you step behind the light, you can't see them. The light's facing us, and they're just in a shadow. Yeah, um, and they're wearing all black. But there's there's yeah. snipers on the on the White House. Those dudes especially like especially when there's thousands of people out in front of the fence. What do you think? I mean, I'm always like, how there's probably snipers up there, twenty four hours a day for so, sure. Like just living on the like if you if you could just transport yourself to the roof of the White House, there'd be like a dude with a cot. There'd be a guy jerking off, and there'd be a guy with a gun just keeping eyes on the lawn. Like they're always there. Just they're probably, always they're always they're there. always any, anybody that's been in DC knows that the motorcade, you know, routes that they have, there's snipers on those routes everywhere, everywhere, just hanging. Yeah, well, they know where the president's gonna be going and when he's gonna be going, so they relocate themselves from spot to spot. They have building codes. Yeah. The buildings can only be a certain height for those reasons. Well, that's not the only reason, but. Um, yeah. For security purposes, for all of the government officials, they know the height of all the buildings that these motorcades go on, and they have snipers on top of those buildings with, I you know, line of sight and things like that. It's it's cool living in the D.C. area because I become desensitized to it. But we had um, uh, friends that had uh, basically um, a br- German friends that were coming to visit that were from Germany and had visited a couple times to America, but they were doing like the full touristy, like we want to see the Washington monument. We want to go to the white house. I'm like it's right there. It's big. <laughs> El Presidente is there. You know, he's doing his thing, but like, I always think of Mars nothing a- to see here. <laughs> I always think of Mars attacks where they shoot the bottom of the Washington Memorial. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. yeah, it cracks and they, it. They, and the, But they like, then they like, it starts to fall and the ship catches it and then they push it. Starts to fall the other way, he catches it, and then it just pushes it on a pile of kids. <laughs> it's pretty funny. That's a that's a really <laughs> crappy movie. It's a bad. Well, have you seen it recently? Uh, no, I can't. Okay, say I have when you watch it now, you're like, this is so funny. <laughs> like it's bad, but it is really but funny. The aliens are obnoxious. They're really annoying on me, screen. Me, 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 me. Yeah, but they're kind of cute. Uh, they, they're. Brutal. How are you feeling about new aliens? You see the you one that you see the one they found in Mexico. That that looked like a that like was like that real game show. It was like, <laughs> is it cake or is it an alien? <laughs> that, that, <laughs> it looks like thing, cake. That thing looked like straight up alien. I don't know, man. I just wanted. I just want to find one. At this point, I I'm like, if, just if, show us an if alien. They had done it 
and actually showed us something realistic. But that alien looked like something, something yeah. made out of a 3D printer in Mexico. It looks stupid. It looks stupid. It's like, wow, what a. And it looks like all the aliens we've seen in movies, too. Isn't that weird? It looks, it looks like an amalgamation of every single alien that we've ever just created from our own fictitious. So you and I agree. Let me hear it. We believe aliens are out there. Well, of course. I mean, now, st- how about this? Statistically speaking, in the universe, guaranteed aliens are exist. Like it would be. Where a- are you on aliens currently on planet Earth? I have a surprise. It was like a little green man being like, tell another dick joke, like inside my chest. He's just programming. Uh, do I think they're here? You do. I do kind of think they're here. But I think uh, what I really think is possible is it could be like the interdimensional interdimensional aliens thing makes sense to me. I don't understand that at all. So it's like I don't understand it either. But I just but like you just to, said it made sense. I to know, you. but I just like to say <laughs> that it makes sense to me because so it makes me sound smart. I but it's like it's like they're in a different they're in a fourth dimension. So we're here talking, but then like here. In alien land, this is like an alien condo, and there's an alien getting blown, like right here. He he can see us, but we can't. See him. But we can't see him. But right now he's like, <laughs> so he's right here, coming, okay. full come, Got and it. that's why they're like all the weird ships that they can't come up with an explanation for why they're there or or the technology that they're exhibiting. They look weird to us because they're in the fourth dimension. So like the the movements of them don't make sense. Like the same way if you look at like uh, if something in two dimension was looking at us, our movements wouldn't make sense. Like it would look weird and out of focus and it would move in weird, unexplainable ways because it's like it's it's just beyond our ability to see or comprehend. Right. But, that, but, that, but that's why they show up near like nuclear facilities and stuff because if we blow up the planet – that would affect them. Right. So they don't care about our civilization. They care about us not messing up the dimen- like the dimension where they live. That's gotcha. gotcha. This I'm going to cut this out of the podcast. <laughs> Aliens is going. This is this is out. <laughs> this is fucking gone. No, I don't know that, that that I think I think for me no, I don't think it's possible that aliens are on the planet because all I can think well, about not, is— You're saying it's not possible? You're saying you don't think it is? I just don't think it's possible that an alien okay. travels millions of light years and then immediately gets here after trying to find other life. Yeah. They finally find other life, and the meat are like <laughs> hiding from all of us. They, they traveled millions of light years. They find us, and they're like, no one fucking knows we're here. And they're yeah. They're living among us. They're living among us. No, I, I don't think that's what... You don't think so? I think it'd be like Arrivals. And they, they, they'd show up like the movie Arrivals. I think that'd be... It's Arrival. Arrival. You're adding an S on it like, I, Dad. Oh, God. You're like, have uh, you seen the new movie Glories? It's like, <laughs> oh, it's Glory, and oh, it's from 1988. Everybody used to call it Traitor's Show. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, Arrival. <laughs> arrival. That's realistic. That's how they're going to come here. Yeah. Have they crash landed before? Probably, and then it's like a conspiracy. But, but I think when the United States admits UFOs, we got shit. But you also don't. You're like on the fence of spirits. Now that's that I find funny. Spirits? 
Yeah, like a, oh, like like energy, like when we die, ghosts, that like a, ghosts, a little bit no, of us ghosts. goes. Ooh. The ghosts. I know, I know, I know. You and Stephanie have gone in depth about this. Do we have? I don't believe in ghosts. I don't really believe in ghosts either. I think it's just our imaginations getting the better of us when we get scared. But I think, I've gotten really fucking scared and think I've seen things. But when I calm down, I realize it was just me thinking I saw something well, in the woods. So I'll say this, dude. I hate the dark. I'm like scared of the dark. And I like I've realized that recently because like Liz has been like, I think you're scared of the dark. I'm like, what are you talking? I'm a fucking grown man. She's like, no, but like at night when you turn the lights off, you run up the stairs and you lock the door and you and and, you, and every day you take the bat and you like hold it for a second and then put it on top of the. I'm like, yeah, I'm afraid of the dark. Are you happy? Like I'm def- as you're saying this, I'm realizing I'm afraid of the dark. It's scary. I scamper after <laughs> after after I lock the front door, deadbolt it, everything. I in. run up the stairs. It's, it's a scamper back to the yeah, bedroom, and then it's a jump onto the bed. I'm still fucking scared. Someone's going to grab my fucking legs. I don't hang out in the dark. <laughs> I don't just dangle my feet on the end of the yeah, bed like I'm a fucking idiot psychopath. I think people who are not afraid of the dark would just dangle carelessly without a thought that. A ghoul will <laughs> just grab them. If you're not afraid of the dark, you clearly didn't have siblings. What the? Who were hiding under beds, who were in yeah. your closet to get you with a good scare. Yeah. Man, I, I got Anna so bad. She had a fear of sharks. We're at the beach. And I thought it was just best humor as an older brother to take a National Geographic of a great white breaching and stick it right underneath her pillow. So, like, bedtime comes around. My sister's, like, six or seven years old. Fear of sharks. We're at the beach. And she goes to bed. Lights go out. And she's like, oh, that's, that's uncomfortable. And she feels something. Light turns on. Pillow goes off. <laughs> fucking great white shark right in her fucking face. <laughs> Screams heard throughout the beach house. That's so funny. Yeah, I, I got in trouble for that one. One but. time I tried to scare mom. You remember that? Well, Did I tell you that story? I, I, I'm aware. Yeah. I'm aware. I think it's good for the pod. I think it's great for the pod. Yeah, I jumped out of the top of the stairs to try to... Disclaimer. What's this? We have a loving, caring mother who is taking care of us. Yeah, this she's is, great, great mom. This is just reflexes. So she... Well, <laughs> the kick was a reflex. The, the door. <laughs> so, so, so this is what she does. I, like, I go out like, ah, I scare my mom. And so she just goes, ah, and just fucking front kicks me in the chest. Poof. And I'm back into the closet. You know, I'm 10. So, so I, I, I move through the air. I, like, land like a fucking villain in a 90s karate movie. Just, like, I break the shelf behind me. I'm like, ah. And then I'm in the closet. My mom just closes the door. <laughs> so I'm, like, in the dark, like, ah. These damn kids. <laughs> and she was like, don't scare me. Easiest person to scare in the world. You weren't trying to scare. You were trying to scare our sister. I don't. Remember, I don't remember who I was trying to scare. I it was. I, I, all I know is I could have been trying. We to learned s- early. You don't scare mom. You don't scare mom because she was so easy to scare, and she. Yeah, Liz doesn't like being scared either. Some people like a good scare. Some people are like I it's think, fun. I they think fit. Ob's Ob's likes a good scare. Ob's like Ob's like a scare. She's in. She's in for a good scare here and there. I like to yeah. hide. This isn't common, but um, we. I have. I've shown her my uh, my Nerf blaster, Nerf gun. I don't like yeah. to say gun, but blaster. Um, cause it's a kid's toy, you know, with Remy and stuff. I don't, you know, anyways, but, uh, yeah, I'll just hide and she'll know that I'm in the house. 
and she's got to try to find me. <laughs> and what's best is if you if you just leave another Nerf blaster on the floor, so she walks in, you leave one Nerf dart in it. So she's got one, but I've got a full chamber. She's got a, she's got check corners, <laughs> open closets. She jack bowers like, the door on house. Shoes underneath the <laughs> the curtains. She'll be down by the fucking curtains. I'm actually like up on the fucking roof. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, she I like a, it. I'll, I'll, I like a good scare. I'm in for a good scare, but I will like I, I, my reaction is like I get right to about to attack and then I start laughing. But I do like I was one of my favorite YouTube videos was like it was like a guy in a mask in, in a college dorm was like jumping out and scaring people from a trash can. Oh. Did you ever see that one? Oh, I've seen that. And he one. does it to like four white kids, and he does it to a, the black kid, and who he just, just fucking knocks him out. out, and he collapses into the trash can. It's like that. That is the truth. If you scare enough people, you're, you're gonna, gonna get, get it. someone who's like, I don't like being scared, and I'll fuck you up. Well, it's like that graph. You know, the graph where it's like you fuck around, find out. Well, you fuck around too much, you're going to find out. Find out. You find out. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's pretty true with what happened to you with mom. Yeah, I, I found out. Fucked around a little too hard, trying to scare people in the house, front kick, karate, karate I, kid style, and then the, the door closing, though. That was not good natured. No. That was... She she knew who you Child were. Child Protective Services she, she needs to hear about that the, door closing. She, yeah, no, 20, she just sees her son like ah, ah, twenty five <laughs> years ago. No, she and she has no regret either. No, she's still mad. If you bring it up, she gets pissed. She's. I mean, I swear to you know, Aubrey's parents came to visit you know to see the apartment that we're in right now, and you know we walk into the side door, and immediately mom's standing there hanging a coat and just makes eye contact with me first. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. Oh! Oh, whoa! Like, I have Aubrey's parents coming in right behind me. I'm so sorry. I'm like, you looked at me. Yeah. Why'd you still scream? I don't know. It's like a delayed re- It's like a delayed response. <gasps> yeah. Yo, did I ever... scare? I don't believe in spirits, but I've told you about the, the ghost. The ghost, you did the Ouija board. The Ouija board ghost. That was pretty legit. But, like, here's, an- here's another thing. And you're, I know your situation was different. Yeah. But there's also a video that I've seen on YouTube of this dad. And he basically typed out on the screen, you know, my daughter's upstairs with her friends. First ever sleepover. And I heard them playing with a Ouija board. So I decided to go to the basement. The next clip, he's opening his breaker box. And he is flipping switches. And every time he flips the switch... The screams just get louder and louder because it's yeah. like he's doing it slow. That could be fake. Well, that that for me is like I didn't. It didn't sound fake because I could very easily see a parent just being like, "Oh, I'm going to freak my daughter out." But, but I, but I, met, that, like, that could I last met, forever if he doesn't come clean. Sure, could last forever. Being like the that, tru- the truth is, is like feel real. Even like people's memories are so inaccurate. He could come clean. And the kid could forget that he came clean, and it still lasts as a moment. Oh, that was dad. That was dad. or he's trying to make me feel better. He didn't really do it exactly. Yeah, that's like I think dad might have put down our dog, oh, Sasha. Ooh, and, but he's. I think he's sticking to the story about the that, farm. That Sasha. Oh no, he, he not that, that he said he gave her back to the shelter. 
But I think he may have given the corpse of a dog. I think he himself. <laughs> that that was that was this not is for a, running was, out of the house. It was as bad as the dog we've ever had. It wasn't a bad dog. I thought so. It's not a bad dog. It attacked our sister. Who? Anna. It attacked multiple times. Like how? It would destroy Claw? her clothes. It That's was, not attacking no, her. No, on her. So she'd wear dresses, rip her dresses, Anna's in the fetal position. She, dog just ripping Come her clothes. On. Oh, one hundred percent. Why do I not remember that? Maybe because I don't know. Ann and I were Ann and I were closer siblings, and I yeah, remember so you guys hated trying the- to like fight the dog off of Anna. And Anna would ask me why the dog didn't you know bully me. Yeah, and it was an alpha. It was an alpha husky. This was the alpha of the pack when we picked her out. Right, big yeah. the biggest of the pack. And the reason it didn't pick on me was when it jumped on me, I gave it a knee to get off because the dog was bigger than I was. I was a child. Yeah. But I remember, like, I was standing up for myself with this husky, and Anna, as soon as it would go for it, she would just drop to the ground and that was start like, crying, and the dog that, would rip her clothes. We had such a bad—remember we had that other dog, Willie, and that dog hated dudes? You were, yeah. li- you were very I was, little. I was—that was, that was uh, Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah, and then— that was more. We didn't have it in New Jersey. Well, we, we left it. You know how long we didn't leave it. That dog was destroyed the old-fashioned oh. way. Oh, you remember what happened? Not you were, really. How old were you it in bit Louisiana? The, bit the British boy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what it was. You can't. Yeah. Dogs can't bite little babies and on then, the face. Yeah. When you do that, you get to take the dog. You get to old yellow. Then we had some amazing dogs, especially the two labs here. Yeah, Sam and Jake. Jake, I think, purest of all souls. Don't change the subject off the dog killing. We killed that dog, Willie. I don't really remember Willie. And I was like, we're going down a path of dead dogs. And I remember the good <laughs> in the dogs we've had. Yeah. Willie's, the Willie's dogs sucked. here were great. The dogs here were the best. And now everybody's got dogs. Most, people, most of our family has dogs. I'm and the I, only one without a dog. That's true. You guys going to get a dog? You have a cat. We have a cat. Would you? Are you more of a cat guy or are you? No, you a cat no, man or a dog absolutely man? Absolutely not. Do I love our cat? One hundred percent. But I am. Yeah. I'm. A, I'm a dog guy. I always have been. Love dogs. Nothing wrong with cat people. Aubrey's a cat person, but um, yeah, I'm. A, I'm, a, I'm a dog guy. You think you can convince Aubrey to get a dog? She wants a dog right now. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm trying to you know time that for when we decide to get a house, and we're moving into this a tiny little apartment we're in right now, and I don't know. I'd rather. I'd rather have some room. Room to yeah, grow. I feel like a dog in here would be a little tough. Yeah. But we're excited moving in here. Yeah. We're, we're excited. It's a good spot. Um, you know, she's going to have to deal with the Poolsville uh, culture. Oh, should I cut that out? Why? Just saying specific town I live in. If you say the specific town, throngs of podcast hell fans will come and try to have sex hell with Hell fans, you. come for me. Good luck. No. Hell, don't, please hell, don't. Hellwig heads. Hellheads. Um, no, it's, we're, we're, we're excited to move back into town. Yeah. Yeah. Here. And you're doing that in like November. Yes. Like now, I'm giving, now I'm giving the exact date. <laughs> on November 1st. Technically, yeah. <laughs> on old, I'm not going to say the address. Yeah. I was going to literally, let's see how far I can, I don't want to beep stuff out. But going to Europe first, having a good time, hanging out with dad. We're doing, you know, England with him and then. You know, France on our own. Wait, dad's going. Yeah, and Uncle Rich. So, We're this, going. so this is where dad's going to go to, like, Normandy? Different trip. We are going to have dinner with Uncle Rich and Christopher David oh, the, and the, Beverly. The military guys. And all of his NATO 
friends yeah. and peers. We're going to be having dinner at the House of Lords, I believe, a, an attachment of Parliament. This is I'm yeah. I'm pretty excited. I like the know, House I'm not of the Lords guy, but I can fancy up. This guy cleans up, and if yeah. you want to, you know, stick a prince or a queen or a, you know a lord in front of me, you know, you are you going to dress like a lord? I, we have to. We have to wear like bow ties. You should dress you like have to have a full tuxedo. You should dress like a like a seventeen hundreds closeted <laughs> gay lord. Have like a fucking top. <laughs> is that where gay come, by the, with like a top? Is hat. that where gay lord comes from? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I just it sounded right. It did sounds right. It fit. Yeah, you should have fun. You should have like a. You should have like a glove that you just kind of like, kind of gesticulate and whip around yeah. as you talk. I'm. I'm just hoping. I soak in Europe a little bit better than I did the last time I went. With dad. The last time I went was with dad, and I was like eighth grade, and it was like just being a ridiculous teenage kid. Yeah. Dad was like the only male parent on the chaperoning trip, and I remember it was just like one day after another, me just breaking absolutely every rule and embarrassing dad. He's We're on the tour bus. Dad walks to the back. He's... Describes as peeling an onion back and what's in the center of the onion is Christian teaching everybody how to light a flamethrower with an axe can and a lighter. Um, because in France, you can buy lighters and you don't have to be 18. <laughs> yeah, you can smoke cigarettes anytime you want. Uh, so, yeah, we bought a lighter first gas station we could get to being yeah. in eighth grade. And I was showing everybody how to make a flamethrower on the bus, lighting stuff mm. on fire. Yeah, that's fun. I was like, I would, the bus gives you a real permission to be, I was like, I was bad on the bus a couple years. I used to have, I think your worst years would have been New Jersey. I was bad on the bus. In New yeah. Jersey. Well, it was just, it was just one year. It was the one year I was in public school and I had to take the bus and I was, uh, you know, we had, uh, anything specific you want to share? No. Nah. <laughs> I kind of feel bad about it. I feel like I just tortured that, that poor lady. But I think she a poor just poor bus driver. Did did you have beef with her for any particular reason? No, just she's ugly and I hated her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't. Remember. I honestly don't even. Remember. I can't even picture her in my head. I, I just, can't picture her either. I just remember not liking her, thinking she was mean, and being like this. You know, I had different identities when I was a kid. You know, like I like I was in a new school all the time. So like some school years, I was like cool guy. Some years I was a dork and everything in between. But, like, that was that one year where I was, like, that was the year I misbehaved. I had, like, one misbehaving year. Yeah. And it was that fifth grade public school in New Jersey. And then. That was, my memory was, I was in kindergarten, your fifth grade. I'm now going to the same school as you. And at one point I saw you, hands up, just full on. Fist fighting like three dudes. <laughs> Eric versus three dudes. I think you had had enough of the bullshit, and Eric was taught, all right, here it is. Well, though, was that the Catholic school? No, we were. this was not the Catholic school. Okay. But they put the kindergartners in a different little rec area with, like, a fence. It's, yeah. like, you know, two feet high, and I can't get out. But I remember looking through the fence, and I can see you on the blacktop. Fisticuffs. Let's no, go. No, dude, that was, that was sixth grade. That was when we were at St. James. I remember that. I, I trust me. I remember that because I was young. It was, was also I, the only year we ever went to the same school. Was you would, that you would remember? I was in kindergarten. Yeah. yeah, no, I got in a ton of fights in sixth grade. Yeah, that was not cool, Eric. That was I was getting bullied, and I would have to. 
Hey, in your younger brother's yeah, eyes, I had to, I had to hey, fight my way. Out. Yeah, but in your younger brother's eyes, that was, was cool, Eric. Probably, yeah, I can see that. Because from my perspective, I could see you standing up for yourself. Yeah, you probably couldn't see me getting wailed on by three. No, 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 I just had to fucking. The whole crowd I mean, comes I mean, in like, he's winning on somewhere underneath there. And yeah, like a nun being like, do you want to go home? I'm like, yes. Like, I did not win. But no, you had that was a year that I had to kind of, it's like major pain where he's like, I had no other alternative but, but to, to blast my way out. No, I just had to like fucking. I just had to be ready to go that year. We brought up. Uh, I, I've I've asked Aubrey this question multiple times just to check in to make sure it hasn't changed. You know, has she ever punched anybody in the face? And every time, no. Have you ever been punched in the face? No. That just you know it shocks me. You know, can you go a whole life it's, without it's, ever it's, being punched in the different, face? Different for ladies. I don't think ladies get punched in the face that often unless there's a real problem. Or they're a UFC fighter. But, like, if you're just, like, a normal lady and you're taking, you're t- you're taking four knucks to the chin, <laughs> we got to talk. Who's throwing those knucks? I mean, I would be, I'd be shocked if Jess Brown told us or Jess Belcher told us. No, I've never been punched in the face. You don't think she? Oh, she's oh, been I punched in the face. I guarantee she's punched more faces. She's punched faces. She's punched faces. Yeah, yeah. So she's she's had some some faces getting punched. I don't know if either of our sisters have been punched. I have a feeling they have. You think so? I would almost guarantee it came from the two men sitting on this couch. I never punched anyone. You're saying never in a scuffle they got hit. Oh, well, that's not the same. I I'm, know, but I'm I, talking but, an intense punch. It's still getting hit in the face. Well, then, in that case, yes. The we've elbows. Hit our, I mean, Anna yeah. was constantly hurt. No. I, now, I do gave, we have malicious intent to always hit them? No. no. We're of wwe you know. Of course not. I've never, coming off the top turnbuckle. I've never punched Stephanie in the face, but I've given her no fewer than 5,000 <laughs> full-on choke slams <laughs> and last rides, yeah. which are very dangerous. <laughs> giving her the last you, ride. You last rided me through Grandma and Grandpa's bed. I remember that. Right mattress box brain, and we can agree supports. and we can agree beyond the fear of getting hit by grandma in her broom in her broom the 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 feeling of getting last last riding you through a bed <laughs> was one of the cooler moments of my childhood when you threw me down your first face was like a oh like you good and i'm like a smile appears and you're like we're good that was awesome like the whole fucking arena like oh my god to the ground we did it to mom's couch the green couch uh you and michael did it to uh bath and gerard's bushes that never that wasn't that wasn't a wrestling move that was a football it was just aggression I tackled Michael into a bush. It was touch football that turned into tackle football. Yeah, well, Michael, well, Michael was, a, was an athlete, and he was beating me, and I didn't like that. So, so I, I put him in his I place. I put him in you his place. one great shot that ended the game. Yeah. 20, the years, 20 years later, sock and boppers. I was going to say, sock and boppers, same thing. He was beating me and fighting. So then, like, uh, we got the bell for the ding done and he put his hands down and I just pretended like I didn't hear it and clocked him <laughs> and then he smashed his head into the TV and we had to stop uh, and I was like hey we'll call it a draw <laughs> hey what a, what a cool tradition to do Cousin Palooza's Cousin Palooza's were awesome uh, maybe there'll be another one well the Cousin Palooza's started out to be when a cousin turns 21 yeah everyone goes and visits them at their college yeah or where they're living and we celebrate their 21st birthday yeah. And I think some of the legendary ones that I, I didn't participate in because I wasn't 21 at the time, 
but I knew about was Stephanie's was which was the sock and boppers. Was that Steffa's? That was Steffa's. That was Steffa's. So the sock and boppers one, lots of stories came out of that. Yeah. Then you guys had one with Renee. The JMU one. The JMU one. That's everyone said one. was a great one. Yeah. And I thought Anna's, where we got everyone on a Kaleva bus and we went downtown Anna's was DC. Great. Yeah, that was a great one because Anna's every, great. everyone was there. Jojo showed up. Ashley Michael made it. Yeah. You know, Drew. Man, you're was really there. dropping every name. Oh. <laughs> you're going Sorry. first and last names. You just names? bleep me out. <laughs> Beep, 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 you're, fucking, beep. you're just going for it, but that was that was great. That was that was yeah. a, that was a really good one. Um, but yeah, I think cool that show. I think that was the best one. That was the best one because that one was every, everybody was included in Anna's because she was the last. Do you do you remember that we we had a cousin throw up on a yeah. camp bus? Jojo, yeah, <laughs> you're throwing the it was out him. Out. It was him. He fucking threw up, but like a silent throw. We up. had a bus driver that sounded like our other cousin. That was very weird. That had a whiny voice. That were like, say Michael with a whiny voice. Michael. And it sounded exactly <laughs> like, like Ashley. Was Ashley there? They met us because they were living in Arlington. Okay, yeah. And we, I think we were trying there. to tell them, like, you, there's a. The bus driver sounds just like yeah. you. We'll go get her. I feel like we crashed at her place that night. Some people did. Maybe I did. Okay. I you think, probably I, did. I think I Some did. of us went back here because we didn't have yeah. beds, but. Because she had that crazy dog, Zach. I don't um, remember. That was there. Yeah. yeah. No longer with us. Oh, Zach. R.I.P. Zach. R.I.P. But uh, it's a yeah. do- that's a dog. That's why we're breezing right past it. It's the worst when people name their dogs human names. You don't like that? I'm kidding. My Our dog's dog names a... were Sam and Jake. Yeah, and Gordon. <laughs> we, what do we want to? Me and Liz want to name our dog. Like, I can't remember what name. I feel like I could only stick to like American Gladiator names. That would like yeah. laser taser. <laughs> Give me another one. Uh, ice. Ice. Ice would be a fun name for a dog. Ice is cool. Did you watch the Gladiators doc on Netflix? I haven't seen it. Is it any good? It's a, if you had to guess how the Gladiators were treated and how they felt about it and what their overall impression was of being Gladiators, what would you guess? I'm going to assume they were used and abused. Yes. I'm going to assume they enjoyed it in the beginning, okay? And then they were fucked up for life and didn't enjoy it now during the documentary. You got it. And by the way, that's every— Sounds sounds a lot like professional athletes. It's every fucking documentary ever is like— Like, I watched the one—there's a really good one on the the fucking—what's the festival? 99. Woodstock 99. Mm -hmm. You heard of of that? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, so it's insane. There's no water. People are getting raped and killed and stuff. Not good. Right. And it gets to the third day, and it's like interviewing all the people that were like working and stuff like that. And they talk about how uh, towards the end, they started lighting fires. And at one point, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers were singing. They were covering um, Let Me Stand Next to Your Fire while they're lighting towers ablaze. And you can see, this is all, you can see videos of this. Like, the bands are playing, and they're lighting full, like, five-story things on fire in the crowd and dancing around it. And all the people that are getting interviewed are going like, it was crazy, it was scary, and, and they're just trying to say everything other than it was the greatest night of my life. I loved it so much. Like, they're all so happy remembering it, but they have to pretend like it was this terrible thing. It's so funny to me. 
That they can't just be like, yeah, it was, that re- was sick. They were like, it was really fucked up. Super dangerous. Shouldn't have been cool, doing that. Coolest thing I ever did in my life. Time. And they're like, we don't know who was lighting the fire. Like, if they had zoom in cameras, it would be everybody getting interviewed. Like, instead they're, instead they're like, <laughs> I was trying to tell them to stop. Yeah, shut up. I it's, knew it was dangerous. People were at risk. Yeah, at one point, like, they, they got mad at Limp Biscuit for coming out. I was feeling like my, like, inner bro come out watching it. Cause they're they're like Fred Durst comes out and he's like fucking break stuff break stuff and they start breaking stuff and it gets really chaotic and then they're like Limp Biscuit made it worse and I was watching it being like yo you invite Limp Biscuit to a fucking festival that's what happens bro break. I was like pacing around my house watching it like I want to go to a fucking Limp Biscuit concert now you're Dude. like 13, 14 at this time no I was watching this like a month ago. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still like pretty. It still looked really fun. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. No, but highlights. like in 99, I would have been, I was 14. Okay. But I, so I remember watching it on MTV news and them just being like, this, this has gone so wrong. This is terrible. And thinking this looks really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think I knew I was going to be into that kind of music. Have point. you ever have you ever found yourself in one of those situations, like at a concert? Not, obviously not Woodstock, no. But I'm just saying one of those, like, oh, it's gotten out of hand, but this is fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, um, there was a couple like mosh pits. Like I went to this one f- uh, festival that had like a system of a down playing, and there was like. People were just, like, full-on, like, just throwing haymakers in the pit and, like, trying to knock people out. You can always tell, like, some people are, like, not being cool. And that was really, really fun. Just being in that aggression. Yeah, then I, yeah because then I felt like I'd be a good guy because I'd see somebody, like, like, punch someone. And then I'd be like, oh, that's a bad guy. So then I would, like, just come up behind him and knock him over and, like, roll on top of him. And, like, it was just, like, you kind of, like, that was my way of, like, trying to, like, help the situation. Was like, oh, I'll just knock that guy down. Yeah. From behind. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of other, like, crazy, like, mayhem, chaos things. I don't know. 9-11. But I was just in my classroom. So that was, I just watched it. That's yeah, what, I got, 9-11 just came up. <laughs> I watched uh, watched one, a documentary. It still gets me, like, 100%. I'm sure it gets a lot of people, but. Oh, watching. Going, Watching people, no, no, I not, no, no, no. It's it was more of um, it was a documentary about called the Red Bandana, and it was a uh, athlete turned, uh, I want to say like investment banker, uh, working in one of the you know towers, um, was a oh, volunteer firefighter, guy. and there's like two dozen people that all saved by this Red Bandana, young man wearing a red bandana around his face that was rallying them and saving them and helping the hurt people and then he went back up to get more people and, that's when and then they found him surrounded by other firefighters when they were going through the rubble and it's yeah. like an awesome story of these parents finally finding out that their son didn't just pass away he saved dozens of people what what, what is that on is that on netflix uh you'll find it on sports center it's uh like kind of like a 30 for 30 or something red bandana yeah red bandana they did a great little documentary on it. It was awesome. Yeah. But like going to New York now with my company having a headquarters up there. Um, yeah. I mean, I've, I've caught myself going to the memorial and yeah, it's just a, it's a really cool experience to go back there and kind of just be mindful of it. Dude, I used to give the tour. Yeah. Oh yeah. I did, did. I did the nine 11 tour. And then we had kind of an interesting relationship with it as far as 
that was the first time our parents had dinner together since separating, getting divorced. Yeah, it was nine eleven. Was nine eleven? Was because we thought they thought Dad was uh, finito. We didn't know if he was in the Pentagon or not on that day. Yeah, and then you. But the other thing was like in D.C., you couldn't get a hold. This is where the podcast gets fun. So we thought Dad was dead. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of did for, for like a good half of the afternoon. We did think he was dead on September eleventh, but then he wasn't. And then, like him, we all went to dinner, family dinner, for the first time since our parents Anita's. separated. Yeah, and I was like, nine eleven, the day my parents might get back together. <laughs> but then, uh, you yeah, know, after yeah. that, it got bad. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it went right back to yeah. shitty. But for yeah. one night, Dad was alive and everybody was happy. I always wanted to bring that story up to Dad when we were eating there, like two weeks ago at Anita's. We were at Anita's, and I was like, I love this place. It reminds me of like. 9-11 in the, in the good, like our family's back together. We were scared. <laughs> 9-11, the good 9-11. <laughs> the, the good moment, like the reunion. The nice moment. Yeah. yeah. And it I really was like, was, it, really I was like was. it might not have been the nice moment for him. I don't know. But I remember I, it, that is the most vivid memory of that day for me is that dinner. Right. And, being, and like how much fun we had at dinner. I mean, I'm like hitting 9-11 on my birthday, you know, with the Osama <laughs> Laden's been killed. I'm sorry I took the podcast this direction. Going. I don't know why it's yeah, on the mind. Yeah, 9-11 on the brain. We got 15 minutes left, so if you want to bring 9-11 up one no, more time before no, we I'm, end. I'm good on the uh, 9-11. It just, it, the date, it just came I up. Got in, I almost got in a, a fight over 9-11. Stop. Yeah. How? Got in a 9-11 fight. Because there was, like, I was, talk, I was talking to this guy after a comedy show, and we were joking around, joking around, and he asked me about the tours, and I told the story about, like, how I, like, got on the tour. And it's, like, kind of a fucked up story, and he had, like, joined the army because of 9-11, and he was, like, wanted to fight me. And I was like, well, I'm not going to fight you because I'm 35, and I don't know you, and this is, and your wife is right here. But he, I just, like, got up and walked away. But he was like, it got really uncomfortable. This, the story is that, like, I started... I'm not going to tell the funny version of the story because it, it is a little funny. But, like... I kind of want to hear the funny one, though. Well, you'll see where the funny is. Okay. Let's... Yeah. So... <laughs> so heavy into 9-11 on this episode. <laughs> so, another, another 9-11 killer. Uh, killer story. So, I have to do... The, they, you, they needed somebody to do a 9-11 tour. You had to have a personal connection to 9-11. And we had dad in the Pentagon. Right. So we're like, okay, I can do it. And, yeah, and to train at this company, I had to follow somebody else around for two hours and watch them give the 9-11 tour. So I'm watching this guy, and we get to the memorial, and he tells this, like, really fucking sad story about this woman that was, like, trapped and had to, like, make the decision to jump. And then before she jumped, she, like, held her skirt, and she was a lady till the end. And, like, just this really, like these insanely vivid, sad details. And I'm like listening to it like, oh my God, like I don't want to fucking do this. And then uh, he get, he sends everybody on a break like to go walk around the memorial for 15 minutes and then comes up to me. He's like, so what do you think? Is this a tour you want to do? And I was like, no, man. That story was like emotionally manipulative and I just feel kind of gross. Like, sorry, no offense. Like, I, I get it. You're just doing your job. But like, I can't do that. And he goes, well, they signed up for a 9-11 tour. So every person on this tour wants details on it. Like, you, it's not people we've captured. They paid 
to come here and hear what happened. Right. And he's like, some of the some of the people on this tour are so young they didn't even they had this is probably the first time they've really heard somebody go in depth about nine eleven. Like mm-hmm. there would be kids on the tour sometime. Yeah. So it's like this is this is the experience they're paying for. And I went, okay, I still probably don't really want to do it. And he goes, also I make about four hundred dollars in tips every time I do this. And I was like, cut to me a week later. Telling an even more descriptive version of the same story. Like, like my story, she's like singing the Star Spangled Banner you, on the way down. You had a my price. Story, my story. Dude, my price. I was broke in New York and couldn't afford my rent. I did the, I did a 9-11 tour like three times a week for a year. Oh, man. And like I fucking. But the, but the truth is, is like they did want that. Like people would cr- people would cry and get like emotional and like I would tell the thing about how like there was a big thing at the memorial where like do they put the hijackers names on there or not like I I went into like the most emotional details of it and then like I, a lot of the people when they I was on the tour would go straight to the museum right there and they would go down and they'd start doing the whole they right. just made it like a 911 day yeah I got fucking sick tips on that way more than doing like shitty little italy Little Italy, I'm like, this is where this is where Joey Gatto got shot. I, yeah, I was just showing that I can't blame you, but my the lowest I went was was bartending for tips. That yeah. was where I found out you made a lot of money bartending. I was like, I'm in. I was broke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't imagine <laughs> the nine eleven three times Dude, a week. <laughs> well, I, I, was, feel, I feel exhausted from talking about nine eleven just here today. <laughs> <laughs> I talked a lot of 9-11 back in the day, oh, but I would balance it out. Like we had a 9-11 tour. We had like a Statue of Liberty tour. I had a little Italy tour. Statue of Liberty There was cool. a Chinatown Ellis tour, Island. but I would go on the Statue of Liberty tour. I would just point to where 9-11 was and talk oh, about stop, 9-11. Stop. <laughs> I would just not even talk about it. I mean, anyway, here's the statue. So this lady had to jump. <laughs> just go right back. No, dude, it was, it was fucking intense. And one time... I think I had like a friend that was I was hanging out with, and he was like, "I kind of want to do the nine eleven tour." I was like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> and then we went, and then afterwards, he like laughed halfway through. He's like, "I don't want to fucking hear this anymore. Like, it's rough, yeah. obviously. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. yeah." And they and like they also the tour company that I was working with was very unscrupulous. Like they weren't like they ended up the guy got sued, and I think he's in jail now because he was like for tax stuff. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like a legit company, but they did not care what you said on tour. Like, I thought it was important to, like, get the facts right about stuff. But there were tour guides that would literally just make shit up. Oh. Not just about 9-11, but about any of the tours. They would just, like, point to stuff, make up fake restaurants, make up fake guys. They thought it was funny. Oh. And I was... And just tricking people. Well, just because, like... Well, just because it's, like, you're just nodding along like you think this is real. It's, like, if I go to if I go to Italy and someone's giving... There was a lot of, like, foreigners would come on tour. Like, if I go to Italy and someone's showing me, like, a famous thing in Italy... I can't even think of an example of something in Italy. The, the, Coliseum. the Coliseum. And they're, like, you know, 50,000... Uh, uh, Roman centurions were beheaded here uh, at 45 I, I AD. I go, oh, mm, oh you're kidding me. I would okay. repeat that fact to people. Yeah. I, I'm not going to fucking fact check them. This was also, I feel like this was before people were really into Googling on their phones. It's long enough in the past. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. So I think I could kind of get away with. But I guess what this would have been 15 years ago. No, it was like 10 years ago. So I guess people could have Wikipedia. You've been in... 
Been in LA for five years. And then this was like in the middle of my New York. This was about 10 years okay, ago. Okay, okay. That's about fair. 10 years ago. About a decade, yeah. It was, a, I mean, it, I honestly, the reason I couldn't do it now would be my feet. I got plantar fasciitis. I broke my a bone in my foot on tour one time. Dude, I also got hit by hard. a. I also got hit by a car. Let's talk about that. I got hit by a car in Chinatown doing the tour. Oh, I thought recently. No. Oh no, doing I'm the like, tour. Dude, I, I tell you, did get, you got hit by a car. <laughs> well, I got hit by a car in Chinatown. That I do remember now. And I, by the way, this is a true story. I got hit by a car. Pointing at the World Trade Center. That's actually true. Because you can see it from Chinatown. So I was like, you can see the World Trade Center. And as I went that, it hit me like right here. Like it was the... Um, the mirror? Not the mirror. is the front of the, the front right side of the car. Oh, oh. So it was like the car was just driving too close to the thing. Not going fast. Maybe going 10 miles an hour. But like... That's enough to swing my body around and, like, threw me off my feet, and I had a huge bruise on my arm. And then the car just kind of keeps going and stops at the red at the stop sign, like, maybe 10 feet in front of me, but there was traffic. Did and they I, stop? Did they stop for you? No, no, no. Kept driving, but stopped at the stoplight. So I just yelled out, move, bitch. No, no, no. no. I, well, what I did is I forgot that I was on a tour and walked up to the side of the guy and started banging on his window. And he lowered it being like, you're going to break my window, man. And I like reached in like I was about to fight a guy while working. While working, and this is all in front of the tour. Like, it must have looked insane to, like, a 50-year-old mom from fucking Kansas City watching me scream stuff at this fucking dude that hit me with his car. That sounds very New York. I got no tips. <laughs> I got no tips on that tour. And then the funny thing is from that job, I had, like, an audition, and then I had to go teach, and then I had to do some other thing. I remember I got home at, like, whatever, 10 o'clock, and I was seeing Liz at the time. And she's like, how's your day? I'm like, eh, it's fine. I just go to sleep. And then the next morning, I'm like making breakfast, but I'm like favoring my arm because I'm like fucked up. And she's like, what the fuck happened to your arm? I'm like, oh, I got hit by a car yesterday. I forgot to tell you. That's New York, man. You get yeah. hit by, if you get hit by a car early enough in the morning, you will forget that that was part of your day. Like that kind of shit happens all the time. Yeah, I've, I saw it uh, on one of my visits recently for work. Um, I'm lucky enough that they pay for transportation and, you know, all that's taken care of. But yeah. I was in my Uber and there's this bicyclist that's like kind of close. So it kind of caught my eye, but he was right next to our car. And then we kind of hit traffic and I see him go and he swerves in between two cars to get across into oncoming traffic and just gets fucking nailed coming from a car coming the How, opposite he direction. Go, does he go over oh, the car? He went up and over. Car, the bike went underneath. He went up and over, which is a good thing. Good thing. Apparently, because this dude jumped up, yelled at the driver when he kind of cut in front of him. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was the bicyclist's fault. He's swerving into oncoming traffic without looking. But that was nuts. I mean, I thought I just saw some die, and he was, you know, physically able enough to do kind of what you did. Dude. Where he was ready to throw hands. He's pounding <laughs> on the window of the guy. Well, you have so much adrenaline after you get hit. That you're he shattered like, like eight bones and he's still like ready to fight. Yeah. yeah. Like I was, I mean, I, I don't even, I don't remember what I said to the guy that hit me, but like, I'm sure it wasn't great. <laughs> I'm sure that's why I didn't get tipped. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I'm sure it was rough. Yeah. I mean, yeah, dude, it's, I, mean, I saw a guy get hit like right outside of a comp. Like I used to do shows at Broadway comedy club. I remember walking out 
to that little street corner. There was a grocery store across the street. There was a biker that was going, just wasn't paying attention, and somebody hit him, like, going pretty fast because he went – he also went over the car. But, like, when he landed, he landed, like – 10 feet away, I ran up to him and just, I probably shouldn't have done this, but I like picked him up because there were more cars coming. Right. And I was like, hey man, hey man, hey, you all right? You all right? You all right? I just got him up and he was like, yeah, 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 I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> like, he was just like, I was just, like talking like really fast and Talking animated. himself into being good. Yeah. And yeah. then like we got him like, <laughs> I remember like I sat him down. I'm like, you good man? He's like, yeah, 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 I'm good. Oh, he's <laughs> like, what's he end up going yeah, back like, to? Oh, God. I mean, he was. Did you, hear, did you hear? Oh, wait, maybe I don't share this one. But a biker hit one of our family members recently. But the biker hit the family member. Wait, a bike, like a person on a bike or a motorcycle? Biker. Um, bicycle. A bicycle. A bicyclist. Yes. Basically ran a red light. They, you know, they still have to abide by street laws, but they yeah. didn't. And our family member, I don't want to name him in case something pocket comes up from this. So family member just is at a red light. They're waiting. They're waiting. They have their kids in the car, if that helps you. Okay, I know it is. <laughs> yeah. I know it is. And, and they're going to turn left. And as soon as they start to drive out when the light turns green, a bicyclist hits them. Full on just runs right into them and goes Freaking flying. Oh, like side of the car, they go over the over the car, over the dash, but hits the side the of the hood. car, goes flying yeah, yeah. over, um, causing like a huge scene. Comes up to one of the kids that's freaking out in the car, that's like crying. It's like the guy's covered in blood, and he's like, "It's okay, I'm okay. Mommy didn't make a mistake. It's my fault." And like the kids, like, ah! <laughs> like there's like a fucking zombie oh covered in blood. <laughs> And this person hates bikers. <laughs> Fucking hates bikers. I, I like it a little bit of me. He's like, did they do it on purpose? Like, oh they, my God. I, no, but clearly not. It was the guy. How long ago did that happen? Like re- very recently, like weeks ago, like, okay. uh, like let's say a month. It was about a month ago okay. on vacation with the family. So I showed up the very next day to vacation, and I'm like immediately bombarded. Hey, was like, the beach? Did you know what? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Damn. Yeah, and this guy, like, He's from not, everything not. I heard, they all said this guy was very lucky he didn't get like seriously, seriously hurt. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, bikers got to watch out. Oh man, we almost this. We gotta. We, we'll get out of here in yeah. a couple minutes. We almost. Me and Liz almost died. No. <laughs> yeah, we we almost died. So we were going to um, what were we doing? Oh, so we were going to like get ice cream. We were having like a sad night for other reasons. I won't. I'll tell you about after. I think you might know. Yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about that later. This is this is the most depressing podcast <laughs> I've ever. Done. This has not been fun. Brothers on a couch. Yeah. So uh, we went out to get ice cream. We're already having a sad night, you know. And I like t- I check. You know, like, you've been to my house. Have you been to my house in L.A.? Of course. Okay. So, Thanksgiving. You know, like, when you're coming out of the cul-de-sac and, like, yes. you can, on victory, you can turn left or right. Mm-hmm. We're turning right. And I look out and I see a car, but it's, like, all the way by, like, the, the light, which is, I don't know, 40 yards Distance. away. 40 yards away. I'm like, okay. Pull out right. And about three seconds later, a car going 90 miles an hour goes right around us. And then goes full speed through a red light and almost, like, nails a fucking van. 
Ooh. And it's like right where like the McDonald's and the movie theater is right there on Victory and Coldwater. And we're just like, me, like me and Liz like come like pull up to the light slowly, like Holy not talking, shit. like whoa, that guy. Literally, we would have been dead in a moment. Yeah. Like, he was going so fucking fast. And the reason I didn't even realize, because he was so far away, like, when I just eyeballed it, I'm like, oh, that guy's nowhere near us. He fucking caught up in three seconds, and, like, he swerved into oncoming traffic to avoid us. Yeah. Like, he could have gone right and stayed. He went left into traffic and then through a red light. And that He's whole been watching like too much Tokyo Drift, dude. In one of those that whole that, so like we got home. We like is there an app, there's like an app Liz knows about. I was like, let's look to see if somebody got fucking killed. Like I bet that that guy might be in an accident. Didn't see anything. Well, we did see something, but it was from like an hour later, and it was like it wouldn't have made sense time wise that it was him. So it was probably somebody else. But it was like a Saturday night. So it was probably just a drunk guy. Yeah. But like, glad man, you guys are all right. Didn't some people, happen. some people are just like ready to go. Yeah, I mean you do. You're doing that. You're ready to go. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And and I've had a couple of those recently where just bad drivers in this area have almost completely almost. destroyed me, like riding motorcycles or even in my car. Yeah, but I've full on had my foot on a car while I was in my lane. They came over and I got pushed. I'm in the fast lane. I'm getting pushed into that concrete barrier. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because they're coming over. They don't see me, and I put my foot on the car to kick it. To let them know I'm fucking here. Yeah. Oof. That was the scariest it was. I'm going about 70 miles an hour on the highway. And you're kicking a car. And I've got a concrete barrier to my left. And I've got my foot on, off the motorcycle on the car. Oh, my God. As I'm riding. And, of course, I kick. And then they swerve. Re- as soon as they look in the mirror, they see me like, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, like fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Do you, yeah. So, you still ride motorcycles after that? that I yeah, think yeah, I think that might course. scare me away. Yeah, I mean... Jim took a, a crash, broke some ribs he recently. T- Jim took an L. He took an L, but he's back up on his bikes. He's already yeah. riding again. Ribs are ribs are doing good. His shoulder still clicks. <laughs> it clicks every I don't think time I, he moves. I don't think I got it in me, man. I think once I have that first... I remember there's that line from Forgetting Sarah Marshall where Paul Rudd's like, Hey, man, if you get attacked by a shark tomorrow, would you quit surfing? And he's, he's like, like, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely not surf again. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great Paul Rudd character. All-time Paul Rudd character. We're uh, Speaking of Paul Rudd, I'm getting Aubrey through all the Marvel movies, and she's loving them. And Paul, Paul Rudd. He's Ant-Man. He's Ant-Man, and he's hilarious. And she's like, oh, I love Paul Rudd. I didn't know he – she's like, wait, Chris Hemsworth in these movies? Wait, Chris Evans is in these movies? Paul Rudd? Like, Natalie Portman? It's like, yeah, I didn't even realize the star-studded cast that are in yeah. these movies. Brie Larson, you just keep going. But we've been getting through it, and it's – it's like, uh, it's like for me, it's like going back in time because I saw these yeah. I kinda, 15, 20 years ago. So I haven't long. really seen one since uh, the uh, Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. I was, uh, for me, Endgame hey, was my Endgame. Well, that's fair. I was like, I think I'm done. Because it really is kind of the end of a lot of those characters, but I highly recommend, I think it's on Disney Plus. Disney Plus, watch Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It's all about uh, Rocket, the raccoon. Probably not going to watch it. It's good. You can tell me what happens. It's sad. You're not going to ruin it. Well, it's uh, it's about how R- ruin it for the ruin it for the pod. Ruin it for the pod. No, don't ruin it for the pod. <laughs> I'll just I'll, tell me afterwards. It's it's sad and it's great, and I I just thought it was it was an awesome way to kind of wrap up that series was yeah. to to show us how cute 
the cute little baby raccoon was in his tormented life. I'm not going to watch Come it. Come on, man. I'm not going to watch it, man. I'm trying to focus on more. Like, I'm trying to get into indie movies now. I watch, like, Run, Run Lola, Run. Is or like Oppenheimer sen- an indie movie? Sense and Sensibility. <laughs> I don't even know really what an indie movie is. Is Oppenheimer an indie no, movie? No, indie movies are, like, independent movies. But what does that mean? It means they're terrible. <laughs> it means they're terrible movies. Is it are- independent means they're independently funded. Yeah. So there's no big studio. Or not even. I think like it also means like it could also just mean like it's a low budget movie. Okay, got it. So it'd be like, uh, um, you know, like uh, I don't know, like uh, what's that movie with John Krasinski and Maya Rudolph? And they're like she's pregnant, and they just drive around in his car a bunch. It's called like from from nowhere to somewhere, like those kind of movies. Okay, okay. And, it, and it's like they're cute and romantic, and you know. The guy and the girl wear a beanie, and sometimes you can't tell who's a guy and who's a chick. Those types of movies, oh, okay. yeah. like they're just not, like, yeah, like, not like my, the guy, not my vibe. The, the guys are very feminine and understanding, and make me feel like a brute. <laughs> yeah, those types. Of I'm going to stick to like the the clickbait Netflix, HBO, s- Disney Plus, everything <laughs> that they broadcast onto my feed. Those movies. I'm I want to see Tom Cruise drive a motorcycle off a cliff, and I don't fuck. Ca- yeah, I don't care how many people he had to hurt in his dungeon <laughs> in the month leading up to build up the courage to do it i just want to see you know amazing... how you're like i don't want to support this person because they do bad things and then i find myself being like but mission impossible movies are fucking awesome yeah that's like so a... we did go to the movie theater and i paid to see mission impossible that's like an old bill that's an old bill maher joke where he talks about like how messed up michael jackson is but he's like but you know seriously how many dead kids is uh beat it worth <laughs> it's like, well, it's it, like a, a lot of times it's unfortunate that there's so many brilliant artists and all that like motivates them to keep well, creating art is the the total destruction of children i mean yeah, it sucks they, yeah they suck it's not cool but it's like you have to draw that line of like like i can't watch cosby no i can't watch cosby wasn't good to, in the first place I also agree but made easier ma- made easier place. by the fact that i wasn't a cosby fan but like when the Louis thing happened, I was like, "How long until I can watch Louis?" Again? <laughs> like, what? A, just tell me Harris, the amount Harris of time. Like, Harris like waiting for someone close to him to be like, "Oh, so I was watching Louis last night." I'd be like, "Yes, I had a <laughs> I had, back." I had a buddy that went to go see him at Madison Square Garden, and he opened by saying. I know a lot of you have had to lie about where you were going tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great a, opener. Such a good opener. Just man. say, "Hey." Icebreaker, elephant in the room, right off the bat. You gotta, you gotta address it. That's awesome. That's kind of my style too. Anytime there's an elephant in the room, you just gotta nip it. In the find a way to make away. it. Ch- ch- find a way to make it funny. I did that after we almost died in the car. You did. Just yeah, little, I, was, little I, was, I was. I was. I was like. I was like. Hey, a uh, couple inches there. I would have been blinking my punchlines for the next fifty years. And Liz laughed. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, after she laughed, I just went back to look and went. Oh my god! <laughs> and then I, I had to contemplate how close we were to death. Yeah, it was, dude. The car rocked. You ever do like when somebody passes? <laughs> oh, when someone yeah. passes you so fast, and your car does this. I mean, your car is also the size of like a fake Newton. So, no, not the new one. We got a new one. Oh, I didn't know that. The, we got that fucking the stupid. I hate our car. 
Is it? Is it's, it a new one? It's the blue one. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. The little you, you were talking about the orange Kia. <laughs> yeah, that thing's yeah, gone. Yeah. The Matrix. <laughs> that thing's gone. <laughs> you had a tiny little orange Kia. <laughs> I love that. It's not a Kia. It's a, it's a Toyota Matrix, but it looked like a Kia. <laughs> oh, by the way, all cars look like Kias now. Little stupid hatchback round. That, it looks yeah, terrible. Yeah. Metallic. Just, 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 I, I don't know why I was envisioning you driving a Fig Newton. <laughs> so I called it's it a Fig Newton because it's Fig orange. Newton. Okay, yeah, because I forgot that we had a very... <laughs> it, was I, like, it was like that. It was like kind of like this color. Yeah. Well, it was a color that if you would walk out of a... It's funny. I noticed it at the Best Buy outside of your house when I was driving it. Where it's like I walked out... Or is it a Best Buy that's right across from you? What is that? Uh, that's a Home Depot. Home Depot. And a Best Buy. Actually, it, then, it was, then it was a Best Buy. I can't remember what I was buying there, but I uh, walked, equipment. It was probably podcast equipment. Yeah, 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 exactly yeah. what it was. So I I remember walking out and we had them. I parked the Matrix. I was like, where the fuck did I park them? Oh, there it is. Anytime you have view, you can view the parking <laughs> lot. It sticks out like a fu- like it's the only car that color. Yeah, that that color does not exist. And we at Meanless kind of have a had a rule that we didn't stick to with the new car, but we were like, let's always get. The weirdest colored car, because we both have ADHD and forget where we park all the time. But if it's if it's gross, then we'll find it immediately. Right. Yeah, I want to. I want a Kelly green car. I know that's very dad like of me. Don't do that. I'm gonna get a custom stick paint. To, stick to the regular colors, man. Custom paint job. Just just Kelly no. green. Come on, that's not gonna be fun. A Jeep, black, white, dark blue. Kelly green. You could go. Green, you know. What about a Kelly Green Jeep? No. Come on. Get get a black Jeep. Tell me, I had a black Jeep. That was a cool Jeep. It was cool. You know what? That it, was that was the coolest ride you've ever had. You know what would have made it cooler if it was able to turn. Left. If it was Kelly, yeah, it didn't. I heard a, I heard somebody, and I actually added you into the story where a coworker of mine was telling me about his favorite car he ever had was a Jeep Grand Cherokee. And the only issue he ever had was at its end of its life, it would turn off when he turned right. Yeah. And I said, my brother's. You know what it is? Did he ever figure it out? Turned left. No. He said he got rid of the car. So you know what it is? It's the gas gauge. So like when your gas gets too low and you cut, it was like the way the car was made, it would like tilt and then it wouldn't register that there was gas or like the gas wouldn't get to the engine. (laughs) So you had to keep it above a half tank of gas at all times. Otherwise, you couldn't turn a direction. It would be like, just yeah. shut off. It was like something about the way that they had set up the engine that, like, when you turn the car, it bent the engine in a way where, like, the gas nozzle turned and it couldn't reach the gas. That's it, fucked up. That's just it was, fucked up. Okay. How, do you know how many car rides? Because I used to give you guys rides home that from school. That car probably had 300,000 miles on it. Didn't have three. It was like, it was approaching 200. It was probably given to you at 100,000 miles. It was given to me well over 100. It, was, it had 200 by the time it was gone. But do you know, so many car rides ended with Anna and Stephanie in the back car screaming as, we, as I tried to get over on a highway <laughs> before without just stopping mid-highway. Yeah, it was terrible. And I remember planning, planning to go all the way down to college, two and a half hours away, no being like, hand how can I do it with only making a right-hand turn? You know, it's like the roads were simpler back then. Once you got on the highway, it was pretty easy. Right. But, like, to get out of Vienna, it was a lot of, like, just, it was a lot of just circling, like, right-hand circles in parking lots. Oh, while didn't I would, make it this time. Yeah, while I would think, like, I think I can go that way. But never, never thinking to, like, take it to a mechanic and ask them. Well, first off, money was not on the table to go to a mechanic. No. No. 
absolutely not. We were fending for ourselves back then. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, yeah. It's very true. I got the shittiest cars. You thought yours was bad. Mine were worse. I didn't. I, I never complained about my car. I was about to say, because you got a pretty, that Jeep chair. Yeah, I was very happy damn with my cool. car. Well, well, the thing was nice about that. Do you know how we got that car? Well, Dad had it first. No, but you know how. Did, this is one more dark story. I no, know we no, have to no, go. no. If you're going to say 9-11. It's not 9-11. Well, he got one from 9-11. No, he got one from the sniper. The, the DC sniper. That's not how he got that car. That is, no, no, no. This is well. This has how I got the car. Oh, that's because, how you got, because he upgraded. Well, listen, to the Dodge Durango. Here's, this is this. The, here's the story, Christian. Okay. Well, the, I, I remember the DC sniper was in 2002. Yeah, and it was in September. So I was, uh, or no, it was in October, and it, my birthday was October 14th. So I had turned 16 and got my driver's license, and I was like. My dad was like, at some point I'll get you a car when the time is right. Then the DC sniper happens. And dad was like, the time is right. So the first guy that the DC sniper shot was at a car dealership that was five minutes from my school in Arlington. So dad waited. The DC sniper lasted two and a half weeks. Dad waited like 10 days from when the first guy got shot. DC Sniper is still out on active, the loose. Yeah, active. And out he, on the loose, And it was active. random because it was happening in Montgomery County, Maryland. And it was also happening in Fairfax County, Virginia. Yeah. And just happening in the region. And I, yes, keep going. So, so, yeah. he, so he goes to the station or the, the car dealership where the guy got shot. And he picked out a Dodge Durango. And they were like, it's 36 off the lot. I looked it up. The blue book was 36. And dad got it for like twenty five because they because, were like trying to tell dad that he was just going to pay regular price. And dad's like, "Yeah, no, I'm going to yeah. buy it for cheaper because I can guarantee you nobody's coming by anytime soon." Yeah, and he'd be just be like, "How much does it cost again?" You know, he's still out there. <laughs> and then dad got the car for twenty five, well, and then gave me know, the old Jeep, and dad, was like, "Dad was also in the military, so he's like, if this is how I get shot." I'm going to at least get a discount. You know, if if Fred Ho is going to get shot, it's going to be trying to get a discount on a <laughs> trying to save Dodge every Durango. penny. We had that. I love that Dodge Durango. That was, and that's how you got the Jeep. Yeah, I think he drove that Dodge Durango until it exploded on the side of the highway. Like he drove it into the ground. No, no, it didn't explode on the side of the highway. <laughs> <laughs> he drove it in the ground. He though. drove it in the ground. He had that thing for. 15 years. Yeah. But he now he's upgraded to a new Jeep. Every time. Back to the Jeep. He went back to a black Jeep. Yeah. Which is even better. It's souped up with everything. Leather I'm seats. Gonna, I'm nice. going to get a custom Kelly Green paint job on a Jeep. That's I've already made a decision. The cars that I had. So you, that's how you got. The DC Snipers got you a nice yeah, thank you, Cherokee. DC Sniper. <laughs> I had. How a, dare you. A, a green Mazda. Where the um, back trunk did not close, so I had to tie it down. And sometimes I would use it, and the things in there would fly out the back if it wasn't tied down tight yeah, enough. Yeah. There would be a gap, and then the wind would get in and start pulling things out, like close. So people be honking at me as I'm on the highways, like there's like half my laundry just flying out the back <laughs> trunk. I had a Buick that the windshield wipers worked, but... They were they were off, so like on a sunny day, they were in like an upright position right in front of me. So it looked like I was driving in a picture frame. <laughs> so I'm driving around campus in like a Buick LeSabre with a fucking windshield wipers in the upright position. And it was just horrible and the gas gauge didn't work. So like I, I on multiple occasions, I was on first dates with girls in college and I'd be taking them out somewhere and I'd 
full on breakdown, no gas because I yeah. had to do, I had a notepad where I documented miles and sometimes, you know, being a little bit more on the poor side during the college years, couldn't afford gas. So I would try to stretch when I needed gas <laughs> and you know, I'm about to buy dinner. Like, Oh God, this is going to cost you some money. And I'm like three miles from campus and the car's like, I'm feeling the gas going. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean that's an easy way not to get a second date. Uh, but I had some really shitty cars. But you never like made it like you were never able to turn that around with the girl. Like not once. Yeah, no, that was always the not. End. No, the moment you break down, they're like, and they're calling a friend to come pick them up, but they don't give me a ride to the gas station. Yeah. You know, you're fucked. Anything involved- like you can at least drop me off at the gas station. You can recover from stuff on first dates, but money stuff is hard to recover from. Yeah, yeah. I've shared this story with Aubrey, so I feel comfortable sharing it here. Worst first date. I want to hear yours after mine. Think okay. about it. Okay. But my worst first date was I was at the gym working out. This you know woman makes a comment to me. I, I'm like, oh, she's attractive, and you know, maybe a little bit older, thought upperclassman. And uh, you know, before the end of the workout, I, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna ask for a number. Get her number. She's like, how about tomorrow night? We meet it. You know. Blue Moon Cafe, we go for dinner, meet here, We're like, great. I get there, everything seems fine, she's very attractive, conversation is great, about 30 minutes, almost 45 minutes into the date, because food has now been served, but as we start to eat our food, she makes a comment about her husband, and oh, I'm no. like, how would your husband feel about you being on a date with me right now? And she's like, well, he doesn't need to know, does he? And I got up, because I was very uncomfortable and I didn't want to be a part of this. I'm not, you know, I don't need some guy breaking down my dorm yeah, room yeah, yeah. in college trying to murder me because I'm, you know, dating his wife. So I get up. First thing I do is I get up. I take the money that I have. I put it on the table and I said, dinner's on me. But fortunately, I'm, I'm not I'm not comfortable with this. I'm sure I'm more eloquent right now than I was like, oh, money. You know, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, and she just goes off. Embarrasses me. I mean, I know... Half the people inside this restaurant, I know all the waiters, they're all college students or people I have classes with. And she starts going off, who do you think you are judging me? You little shit. Like starts like completely breaking me down. My outfit, the shoes I'm wearing, just (laughs) roast the shit out of me as I'm walking out of the restaurant. I couldn't run out of that restaurant fast enough and she's just roasting me alive in front of everyone. You think you're cool with your white Nikes, you little asshole? Yeah. I handed it out of there, and she, yeah. So I also walked there. So then she uh, verbally abused me on my walk home. <laughs> She's in her car, still talking shit to me. <laughs> Worst first date I've ever had. I went back to my dorm, and all my guys were feeling like I got lucky quick. Yeah, and got back, and I'm like, because I'm smiling, because I'm like, oh, I got like, I got a story. That's, uh, I got, got a story. story. But they were like, oh, Christian, like hooked up and just like immediately came back. Like, what's up? How'd it go, man? I'm like. She's married, and she made fun of me in front of Jessica from biology and absolutely everybody I know just completely roasted me. Yeah. Worst first date ever. Yeah. I had a bad one. Do you remember Italy in New York, that, like, yeah, yeah, Italian yeah. place? Yeah, yeah, So, like, we went there, and uh, I thought, like, I didn't need a reservation, but I did. So, like, there was nowhere. We couldn't eat anywhere because it was, like, dinner time. So we ended up, like, going to that that country place. I forget the name of it. Like Lone Star or something? Yeah, yeah. You don't, it's not That's Lone Star. A, well, Lone, there's Outback Lone Star. It was, no, no, no. It's like, it's in New York and it was right in the corner of like, it's like where Madison Square Park is. I can't remember the name of it, but it's really good. 
Hill Country. It was Hill Country. We went there, and it was a huge wait, but eventually we got in, ate. Weird date, not going well. Energy's off. She doesn't like that we had to wait longer for food or whatever. Um, didn't like that I did comedy. I remember that was like, oh. She's like, this guy's not fucking funny. Yeah, she didn't think I was funny. She, she just didn't vibe with my sense of humor. And right. And she was a wet blanket. And so eventually we were like, okay, I'll, let's I'll walk you to the subway. And we walked to like 23rd Street and 7th. And as we're walking there, we get to the subway. And it's just this, it's just this line is like in my head forever where she goes, yeah, have a, I had like a show that night. And I was like, yeah. She was like, have a, have a good show. Break, break, break legs. And I went, I will. And then I pretended to break my leg, like, oh. And she just stared at me with, like, this look of, like, you are the fucking least attractive. Just you gave her ick vibes. She gave the ick vibe was was so. You felt icky the way she was looking at you. The point was, was, like, I knew it was a dad joke. (laughs) It was funny. Break a leg. It was Yeah, like I was intentionally being a goof. And for her just to be like, you fucking piece of shit. Like, she hated me so much. And I just went like, goodbye. I remember saying goodbye and then walking back to the pit and then bombing my show because I was in like the worst. I was in the worst mood after. That was the worst date I ever had. That's not horrible. That's bad. It was just like, I can't, I don't think I'm describing like, the look she gave me was like, not only will I not have sex with you, I hope no one has. I hope you don't get laid for six months as penalty for that line. That was her vibe. <laughs> yeah, my, mine, mine led to me dropping out of college and never going back to that town ever again to avoid her. Just kidding. Just little, kidding. Little serious. <laughs> Yeah, Dad's watching. Serious. <laughs> Dad's the watching. dropping out of college was not kidding. <laughs> but I did never go back to that restaurant. Look at this shit. We went out an hour twenty. Oh well, we, we can cut this. some of it. There's nothing to cut. Everything stays. Let's go. Good. All right, bro. Uh, thanks for doing the show. Sh- should I? Should people follow you on Instagram? Or do you not want that? No, I love. Yeah, follow me on Instagram. Where? Really, really easy. Tell them where. It's Christian Helwig. Yeah. Very similar to Eric Helwig. So if you follow my main man, Eric, here, follow me as well. I'll be liking all of his posts. Awesome. I hope, hope so, to do your podcast again next time in L.A. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Tell all your dumbass friends to subscribe to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell them. All right. Later. All right. Love you, man.